Mr. Podcast. Bring me a dream. Make her the cutest that I've ever seen. Bum, 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 bum. Give her two lips like roses and clover. Then tell her that her lonesome nights are over. Podcast. Which one of us is Mr. Podcast? I don't I guess both of us. Welcome to Star Trek Sucks. My name's Leo. I like Star Trek. Hi, I'm Jack. That's all. <laughs> Listeners, uh, this I've is... evolved beyond the point of preference. <laughs> this is a show where we watch Star Trek The Next Generation and talk about it. Um, and so we're going to start off, as we do on every one of these episodes, with what happened last time, Jack? Hang on, let me see if this helps. <clears throat> Oh, right. Uh, Data got possessed. Yes. By a scientist. Yes. He got science possessed. Yes. Um, that episode sucked. It was, an, I mean, I'm still, I'm, sti- I'm sticking with my watch, but it did oh, suck. Oh, right. We had a split decision. Yeah. Um, um, but I also, I am going to say that um, I think that it's, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Great job, man. <laughs> I got distracted. You picked up your phone and your brain immediately shut off. It's because I was going to look for the app for the name of this. No, the, no, the next like, This is why you don't use your phone while you're driving. Like, That's right. This episode is brought to you by not texting and driving. Yeah, I guess. Um, okay, well. What I was going to say <laughs> was that the only thing that's really important to remember about last week's episode is that there are now three separate and distinct personalities yes. within the computer. Yeah, yeah. Also, where were they going at the end? Do you remember? Because we said at one point we were going to try to keep track of that. But... I don't remember. Okay. I, they, I think they just left that guy's planet. Okay. Well, we can assume that this happens immediately after they do that. Yeah. And this episode is called Unnatural Selection. Ooh. Is this another data episode? No. Oh. It's probably oh, it's gotta be okay. some kind of like sociological nonsense. It's another plague episode. Oh. Cool. It's a different kind of plague. <sighs> Timely. Yeah. They're really they're really on top of it. Are you ready? I have several things for you to suffer through <laughs> in the up top. Okay, can we do before you just kill me? <laughs> um, can we do the the uh, what should you consume instead? Oh, because yeah, yeah. I actually have something really exciting. Oh yeah, about. okay, go ahead. Um, so I started. Uh, so uh, the the podcast Trash Future, um, which I highly recommend, um, rec or interviewed. Um, this sci-fi author whose name I forget, but he wrote, he's written a, like a very long, he's a British sci-fi guy, so he, he's written a very long series of... Neil Gaiman? Shut the fuck up while I'm talking. <laughs> I'm talking right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
always an honor when you make the Wookiee laugh. <laughs> uh, um, no, I mean, it, like, you say that, but it, it, in the style of Terry Pratchett, he just writes, like, five books a year. Okay. Um, but uh, he... So he's written, like, this tin novel chronicle called The Laundry Files. Laundry? Yeah. Okay. Um, and the premise is basically that, like, I don't know, you've never... How much Lovecraft have you read? No. Or like, or you you're like familiar with? Like I'm the, familiar with like the Lovecraft core concept is scary of like, and there's Cthulhu. That's it. Okay, but there's like eldritch gods that exist in like alternative geometries. No. Nope. Okay. Anyway, there are eldritch gods that exist in alternative geometries. Okay, I understand four of those words. <sighs> Which ones? Gods, alternative geometry, and exist. Oh, that's those are the operative ones. So. Yeah, but I don't understand what they mean together. There are... <laughs> I don't know what an eldritch god is, and I don't know what an alternative... I know what alternative means, and I know what geometry so means. Like, so shapes that can't exist within your normal conception of reality. Okay, okay. Okay, I... It's like an alternate universe thing. Sure, okay. Just think of it that way. And then there are, like, very old malevolent beings that exist and like so your house has four corners but around the fifth corner there's an old god okay waiting to eat you okay because he's hungry because he's been sleeping for a long time okay anyway so this book sort of presupposes that like that's all true but it requires such intense geometrical processing that to contact them would require something like a computer so when computers started coming on the scene um like that was like that was like the real cold war was not to keep nuclear secrets away from people but to keep like alternate universe secrets to keep demonic secrets away from people basically okay and uh so it's like it's so it's it's like Lovecraftian but also like it's a British spy novel but it's also like a workplace comedy because like the action will just come to a screeching fucking halt while the guy has to like fill out like it's like office space (laughs) where he has to fill out his TPS reports what is the title of this it's called The Laundry Files okay it rocks it's really entertaining I love it sounds pretty good (laughs) it's really good sounds I'm still on the first one, and you can tell it was written before 9-11 because, like... People can get into airports. Yeah, and, like, they're like, oh, this could be Saddam Hussein, but I don't think it is. I think it's ancient Nazis that are possessed by demons. (laughs) And then, like, the guy goes home to a shitty apartment and has to deal with his girlfriend that, like, he keeps breaking up with, but the sex is too good, so he keeps going back to her because he's 26. And it's just like... (laughs) It rocks. Like it's great. <laughs> it's <laughs> all right. I love it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm sold. I'll check it out. Yeah, you should, man. You would love it. <laughs> um, but you did give me a segue just there uh, on the subject of uh, dysfunctional relationships, because I did something. Uh, actually, Ka- my fiance did this to both of us, so we can blame her. 
but I did Catherine fiance of the show I did consent to <laughs> what she did is this gonna be weird <laughs> a little bit but not in the way that you think okay. um I watched 90 day fiance before the 90 days what is what does that mean? Okay. Do you know anything about 90 Day Fiance? I think it means... You have to have seen memes about it. Yeah. No, yeah. I, 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 I'm I, telling you what I get from okay. the general zeitgeist, Tom, which I think it's a show where you agree to marry somebody and then you have 90 days to hang out with them and then change your mind at the end. Basically, um, and I think in pretty much all cases... Uh, they are uh the one of them is from a different country okay um and part of the whole like agreeing to marry is also like they immediately move in together okay so it's like get engaged and move in together how are these people matched i don't know okay and so the base show 90 day fiance is on like season eight or something it's a, it's a tlc show and it's just it's gotten more press recently because there's this you've probably seen this dude on on memes this guy big ed who is a very strangely shaped man uh who's very excited about his filipino girl filipina girlfriend who oh, is yeah. younger I have, than I, his I daughter have, i did see that guy for like a day yeah. on twitter yeah so he's yeah, kind, he has he has i don't know that i would have ever heard of this show if it weren't for him and the fact that there's a podcast with uh two people who are frequent guests on several of the shows that we both listen to uh who they do a show where they get high and watch 90 day fiance called oh yeah yeah yeah. um two of my least favorite guests on those shows i actually think sophia is pretty good i don't usually find him i can't even remember his name but i think miles miles yeah uh any regardless i haven't listened to to that show either but that's one of the only the that and the big ed memes are like the only thing that i had heard of the, the the show from uh but so now they have a spinoff, I guess you would call it, uh, called 90 Day Fiance Before the 90 Days, which is basically people who have applied to potentially be on 90 Day Fiance if they are to get engaged to a person who, at the start of filming the show, they have not met in person at all. So... This show, Catherine and I watched this for like two hours last night, and it follows. Um, I'm going to give you a rundown on some of the people. Okay, so you got Big Ed. Big Ed has a, a, a Filipino girlfriend who is younger than his daughter. Like you do. Yeah, Big yeah. Ed is f- five foot eleven and is shaped exactly like uh, Man at Arms from He Man. You know, he... where there's just not not a neck at all. He reminded me in the memes of like those those anthropomorphic bricks that fall on you and mario brothers yeah sure yeah yeah that's what he always yeah 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 he's he's that was his vibe but he yeah he's he's five foot eleven and it looks like all of what he is missing in height god took just took his neck away right it's all width yeah Yeah. it's it's uh, yeah it, it, it his his head goes directly into like his jaw is directly connected to his collarbones like he has and, and, and yeah and he has um a girlfriend in the philippines who he's working on meeting so by, by the way spoilers for this show if anybody cares <laughs> but so you um, know what 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say, if you care, don't listen to this anymore. <laughs> we don't need you. <laughs> don't be mean. Talking about 90 Day Fiance is the only way I'm going to get my fiance to listen to this show. <laughs> anyway, uh, so you got Ed and, and his fiance. Uh, you got uh, this guy, Jeff, who's in like Tennessee or something, uh, who's just a... a, a sad broken boy i really feel bad for him because he's clearly had like heartbreak he's never been good at relationships he he seems to have gotten in relationship with the most real seeming person uh on the other end of one of these relationships who's a russian mm-hmm. chick so they're the ones i'm rooting for the most because now i'm fucking in i have to watch this entire show um the saddest one is this woman in las vegas she's 50 like 52 um she her husband of 30 years uh died in jail um she's not been with another man she's got six kids from her only marriage uh and some guy who was definitely catfishing her uh like contacted her on instagram and like his instagram pictures are this super rich super ripped like persian looking dude um but he claims that he's like from manchester and she's just so over the moon and it's so fucking sad it is like it is fucking just brutal to watch because i'm just like oh my god yolanda stop you gotta stop honey i know you're excited i know you haven't felt this way in so long but this is not real it's really not right she and all of her kids fucking know they're all like mom no this is this is incredibly fucking sketchy um and so I don't th- hopefully she doesn't like actually get taken advantage of. I think she based on as far so wait, as this is on the before the 90 day. Yeah. Like this yeah. is just people thinking about going on 90 day. Right. Yeah. I mean, but the, the show I, hasn't contacted both of these people. I mean, in the case where both people exist, I think that the show has. So the show has elected to just let this guy scam this poor woman with pictures of his son Piker or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of... That shit sucks, man. Yeah, it really sucks. We should find who's filming that show and... I didn't tell you about the suckiest person yet, though. Is it the people making the show? No, it's this bitch named Lisa. Woo! Lisa's uh, in her 50s. She's a white lady. She's from Pennsylvania. And she's got a long-distance relationship that she's had for the last two years with a dude from Nigeria who is a real dude. She's not being catfished. She's just basically trying to buy a slave husband. Okay. He's 20 years younger than her. He's a rapper. He, I mean, to be fair, he is definitely trying to come to America to further his music career. Um, but she is absolutely just trying to control him and tell him how things are and she's also she's like uh she was cheated on in her first marriage and had um uh probably had some sort of like childhood or trauma because her like her her development based on her behavior her developmental age is like teenage like early right. teenage she just stopped growing at some point yeah no she's just she just behaves like a teenager that's it. So check that out, listeners. I'm going to go ahead and say that doesn't sound like something you should check out. <laughs> I know you're invested, but... You really shouldn't check it out. <laughs> yeah.
but Jack's going to have to listen to me talk about it more. Also, what else am I going to have to listen to you talk about? Listeners, you may remember from some time ago, um, I read Jack an excerpt from a book. And I now have this book in my hands. Um, I borrowed it from my dad. The title of the book is Back to Eden. The author is a man named Jethro Kloss. God, that name sucks. It really sucks. Um, this is the authentic Kloss family edition. The heirs of Jethro Kloss promise Kloss Moffat. Uh, God. Eden Kloss and Doris Gardner authorize this as the only Kloss family edition of Back to Eden. All have worked through the years to issue its continuation in its complete authentic form. So anybody that thinks that hippies can't be Nazis, just listen to that again. Here's the thing about that, though. These are Nazis? The original copyright... Well, no, I'm not saying they're not Nazis. I'm saying they're not hippies. Mm-hmm. Original copyright, 1939, baby. Oh, yeah, so way more likely to just straight up be Nazis. Just regular Nazis. <laughs> just regular, regular original eco-fascists. OG, OG Nazis. <laughs> oh, boy. Today we're going to talk about mustard. <laughs> Let so, me ask you something, Jack. Hang on, you should probably do a drop in here for just to be like, uh, listeners should listen to whatever minute of whatever episode. That uh, works. The one where we talked about Sage. I don't remember what episode it was, and there's no way for us to look it up. Okay. (laughs) Or if we could just record me saying that. (laughs) Fine, I'll put it in right here. So, listeners, if you want to go back and hear the previous excerpt from this book, that's on episode 26 from season one, The Neutral Zone, at about three minutes. Anyway, uh, Jack, you probably think that it's okay to eat mustard, right? Not only do I think it's okay, I love mustard. It's my favorite condiment. Well, you're a fucking idiot. I know. (laughs) I thought those two things were unrelated. Um, Are you telling me they tie together? (laughs) A tablespoon steeped in a quart of boiling water and taken lukewarm acts as an emetic. This is the common yellow ground mustard which is used so much in food, but it is harmful to use mustard in food. No elaboration. Like no... No, No further, just it is harmful. To be fair, I do feel harmed most of the time. It's the mustard. I don't think it is. It's the mustard. (laughs) Jethro says it's the mustard. I don't think it is. (laughs) It is excellent to put in a foot bath to draw the blood to the lower part of the body in congestion of the lungs, also to draw the blood from the head when congested. So I shouldn't be eating it. You should be putting it in a hot foot bath to get the blood out of your lungs. I, what if I want blood in my lungs? An old-fashioned remedy to produce vomiting. 
Steep a teaspoonful of mustard in a large cup of boiling water. Stir well. Let cool to lukewarm. Drink all at one time. If this does not produce vomiting, tickle the back of the throat with the finger. So do the thing that works by itself if the thing that yeah. you say... <laughs> if you're If you're just sort of shitty mustard water, which I would not enjoy chugging, but guaranteed would not make me vomit. Yeah. Like, we can try that right now on the podcast, and I guarantee I won't fucking throw up. I'm good. <laughs> okay. Listeners, but get at us if, if you, you want us to try the <laughs> lukewarm mustard water challenge. <laughs> Don't get at us. <laughs> Tweet at us. At who is Chuck No, Gunn. don't say my Twitter handle in conjunction with that. <laughs> at Leo like Neil. At Shipfacts. Use the hashtag lukewarm mustard challenge. <laughs> if you would like us to chug lukewarm mustard water. Yeah, like I guarantee that I can make myself throw up by jamming my finger down my throat after doing that. <laughs> uh... <clears throat> Jack, I know you've been wondering how to make a good mustard plaster. I have been wondering that. A good mustard plaster is made as follows. Make it into a paste by mixing with warm water. Have it thick enough to nicely spread on a piece of cloth. Or toast, you fucking lunatic. Uh, Mustard plaster is excellent applied over the kidneys in irritation of the kidneys. If the mustard is very strong, be careful not to draw a blister do not leave it on too long if you wish to keep it on a long time make it weaker if you mix the mustard and flour with the whites of eggs in place of water it will not blister well you could have told me that before i got the blisters that's it that's all that's everything about mustard so no food no eating no but foot bath yes inducing vomit yes but you're just gonna have to drink some mustard and then and then just do the normal (laughs) yeah do the normal (laughs) do the regular yeah and then you can you can smear some with egg whites and flour on your kidneys and then hopefully you don't get a blister yep those are all the things mustard is for thanks jethro i'm gonna miss sandwiches (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't say anything about dijonese so i don't know that might be like a loophole you can still get some of that partial mustard flavor mustard seed Do you want to watch Star Trek? Yeah, let's watch Star Trek. Anything would be better than this. (laughs) Space noise. Finally. Finally. We're finally back. (laughs) The question is finally answered for us. The question being, can terrible writing make us like Dr. Pulaski? And the answer is no. No. No, it cannot. Also, I'm sleepy. I am so bored. That was the most... <sighs> like, we've, we've moved from... Like, the episodes of, of, of season one where it was just bad and wrong-headed and just poorly intended I guess I'm just saying synonyms but we move from that to just like okay what if we what if it was just boring yeah and I mean I what if it was like something you would barely keep on in the background 
you know, we we touched on this, I think it was in the last episode, about the idea of do the writers at this point in producing the show know how much nobody likes Dr. Pulaski? And is that the reason that they were, like, minimizing her in the last episode? Um, and I would say that it is equally as likely that in this episode they're like all right you guys come on let's like let's really let's give her something to do yeah let's, let's let's give her something to do everybody fucking hates this character let's swing really hard at this pitch and <laughs> let's give her some and and just and instead of hitting it hurl the bat into the audience and kill the president i've got an idea <laughs> you know what always makes me feel uh, like really connected to a person's humanity when they get real old yeah yeah that really helps me see their humanity. And it's their own fault. Just when they get... Yeah. She reminds me of every doctor that's ever been covered on Behind the Bastards. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's like, oh, you won't let me do this experiment on the entire ship? Well, I'll do it on myself. Yeah. I mean... Uh, God. I mean, I wrote down... We're jumping way ahead. But yeah. So sorry, listeners. So if you haven't watched and don't, absolutely do not yeah, watch this. Is a this do one. not watch unless you're having a hard time sleeping. In which case, yeah, fucking go for it. it. <laughs> Fire it up. Uh, so the ship stumbles across the good ship landing tree, um, and everybody's dead from old age. Sure. Um, real quick before we start, I actually have a mustard anecdote. <laughs> I forgot to tell you. <laughs> Go. Do it. Do it. <laughs> so apparently, and I don't remember this, but my parents have told me this story. Um, when I was like three or four years old, we were on a road trip in Yosemite or something. Uh-huh. Yosem- Yosemite. You got, yeah. I said it weird the first time. I feel, I feel weird now. Um, I'll edit it. I'm not going to edit it, listeners. I can hear you. Um, but uh, I was, I was, I was a very finicky eater when I was a child, by which I mean until I was like 30. Um, but, uh, they asked me what I wanted for lunch. Like we were just like pulled over to a picnic area and it was like, not a lot of options for lunch. Right. But they still asked me and I said mustard and they're like, no, that's not a lunch you can't have mustard for lunch. And I was like, I want mustard for lunch, please. <laughs> did you just, did you eat a bowl of mustard? It was a paper plate. <sighs> See, I didn't. Anyway, I'm regular <laughs> listeners. <laughs> if you want to be friends with me. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and call this the mustard paradigm of this podcast because <laughs> uh, I did not like mustard and uh refused to eat it for the most part and i still don't like it that much or on that many things uh but yeah until i was about 30 and then i started delve uh, started started dipping a toe in mustard not literally gross gross i mean that's what the book said to do no kind of yeah actually it did uh but yeah like i uh i i will not put mustard on my corn dog what the f- Nope. Okay. Not well, this is it. this is the two genders of this podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, oh, fuck it. Let, I mean, I don't care. We can c- continue talking about mustard because I don't care about this episode. <laughs> no. So, um, so they get a distress call. 
with no detail other than hey we re- yeah, really Jared, dying church uh, emergency no he, uh, no all gonna die no no before that though because they're en route to the station oh right and they get a distress call from the station that's just like hey we could really use some help goodbye which is not how you ask your boss for help i mean i know like Wait, they got the distress call from the station before they got the distress call from the ship? Yeah, that's why they're going towards the station, and then there's that ship leaving the station. Oh, okay. They're like, burp, 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 Yeah, I, I, burp. I lost that. I um, didn't care. Yeah, no, I mean, no one should care. No one cares. Uh, fucking, I don't, this definitely isn't a good job, but I don't even know what to call this, but Worf's first suggestion when they have discovered a ship full of dead people is we need to get over there yeah we need to board that ship where we don't know what went wrong i'm gonna i'm gonna uh propose a new segment called what you doing wharf <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's not I, that sounds good yeah and this this is our first installment of what you doing Worf I mean the only thing that makes sense is that Worf is like so uh so hyper focused uh on on battle all of the time that when he hears that a ship full of dead people he can't conceive of anything other than something bad murdered all of those dead we gotta kill the thing that killed them yeah yeah. So he wants to go batleth fight a virus. Yeah, it would sound really stupid if it wasn't if we weren't recording it now. Yeah. Uh boy. Um And then yeah, fucking five minutes later in the in the conference room, they're uh they they've gotten to first of all, Darwin Station it's just kind of on the nose for a genetic research station. They're right? doing they're doing eugenics. Yeah, it's not it's not. Yeah, it's not evolution. They're doing eugenics. Um, yeah, at Darwin Station, like, come, come on. Yeah, uh, come on. But so they get. Uh, God, this is so fucking annoying. So they get there and they find out that there's a thing on the planet. And all of a sudden, you know, then they're in the conference room, and all of a sudden, Worf has completely changed his tune on the subject. He's like, "I recommend against contact." No shit, Worf. Yeah, and then that's the last thing Worf does, except for stand at the back of the bridge and scowl. And they cut to him. <laughs> I literally laughed out loud one time when they cut to him scowling. Um, because he's doing a really good job at it. Mm-hmm. And also this episode is so devoid of content that I was just, just give me anything. <clears throat> like I said, it really was like the writers were trying to come up with an episode to make us give a shit about Dr. Pulaski. Right. It they was even... it was very much like give Pulaski something to do and then it's like I, I don't notice <sighs> I didn't I didn't notice and I don't care enough to go back and, and, and look, but I noticed the fact that that Deanna calls Dr. Pulaski Kate almost every time she talks to her or about her in this episode and I'm pretty sure that this is the first time that anybody's using the short used the shortened version yeah. of her name. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, which of everything in this, I think that is the most 
competently written attempt to humanize her in this entire script. Yeah, that's the one writer on the writer in the writer's room that's not autistic. It's yeah. like what if they just started using familiar terms with her? Yeah. Just started treating her like again, just start acting like people. Mm-hmm. Act the way that people act it's worth a shot each other it's worth a fucking shot that's just it's off the wall <laughs> just crazy enough to work acting like people it's worth a shot that's the moral of this episode <laughs> oh yeah you keep forgetting to do morals hey i remember sometimes <laughs> which oh. is the moral of this podcast <laughs> I, I just love the fact that, so on one page of my notes, at the top of the sheet, I wrote, use a fucking shuttlecraft, you cunts. And then at the bottom, then it, I yeah. wrote, finally, somebody suggested using a fucking shuttlecraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and when she when she goes to Picard to, like, ask for the shuttlecraft or whatever, I don't, I honestly don't remember what her argument with Picard was about. And she just had an argument with him. And it was just very much like this, like middle management versus upper management kind of argument, which is like, it was, it was pretty accurate, but that shit sucks and is boring to watch. Yeah. Well, and it also. <sighs> okay, so Picard has a phone call with her former CEO from the last ship that she was on. Right. And he's like, yeah, man, as soon as she found out that there was an opening on the Enterprise, she signed right up. She knew where she wanted to go. She had your whole career memorized. Like, apparently she's been a fan of yours for a really long time. She's been a fan of his. She was excited about this posting. She went after this posting. And yet the first thing that she did when coming on board the ship was not go to the bridge and introduce herself to the fucking (laughs) captain. It was go to the fucking bar and talk to Deanna about how she's pregnant with a space ghost. I take it back. She rocks. (laughs) I'm so excited about this new job. Time to get a drink. You are not allowed to be on Team Pulaski. <laughs> no, I'm Team Pulaski now, baby. God damn it. That uh, rocks. That's such a cool move. Uh, <laughs> well, you don't want to you don't want the captain you don't want your new boss to know you're excited to work for him. Like, come on. You don't want to be the teacher's pet. So they beam a fucking kid <laughs> in a in saran wrap onto the fucking into sick bay who cares and they get first everybody's like oh he looks like an adult and i'm like yeah i wonder if this adult looking teenager has anything to do with the weird aging disease i wonder if these things are connected We're getting to the point in my notes where I wrote an extremely big, blocky, like, honestly, like, asylum patient lettering. The thing that was going to happen happened! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This episode is awful. (laughs) Oh, this fucking episode sucks dick for nickels. Uh, Okay, well, you... Sex work is work. Don't. Yeah, but you should get paid more. That like, you should get paid more than that. Yeah, but that's on the. You're like you're undervaluing yourself. 
Have some pride in your work. Right, well, charge a dollar or something. What if that's what the market... Anyway. Don't capitalism sex work. Uh, we live in capitalism. Okay. Like it or not, motherfucker. So Pulaski decides to take a shuttlecraft <laughs> and very, very clearly without the, per- the captain's permission, she decides to call the robot to be her robot slave to drive her fucking shuttlecraft. Yeah, it's a very. You still like, want to be Team Pulaski? No, you no, still want no, no. I'm I'm out on Team Pulaski since she does that. I I like that she gets drunk. I don't like that she has slaves. <laughs> She's that a comp. That's if, literally every southerner. Oh. The official <laughs> official position of this podcast: getting drunk, good, having slaves, bad. We've really got to find somebody to design our t-shirts. Yeah. Or do you got to watch enough YouTube tour to add on? Anyway. Yeah, I tried and I didn't do a good job. I need to do more. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Anyway, so Pulaski takes the takes the robot slave who is very very obliging. Yeah, it's a very, very driving cool Miss Daisy it. situation. It really is. It sucks. It sucks I hate bad. it. I hate it so much. It's, yeah. I we talk about this on the on the OG series episodes a lot where like data is data is supposed to be the Spock in next generation but like data is so naive and spock is so world weary and cynical like spock would never put up with this shit well not to mention spock the fact would have killed this woman by now <laughs> there is no this is the, i i can't remember if i brought this up but this is to me one of the key differences between the like questioning of data's humanity versus the questioning of spock's humanity there is no question that spock is a sentient living being Yes. You can't question. Yeah, that. he just he just reacts to things differently than right. like a like Spock's just an autist. Yeah. But and like not even a severe one. No. Yeah. Uh I mean he's like he's a little bit of a pedant sometimes, but whatever. But Data is a, is legitimately a robot. Right. He's an android and so there is an argument available to be made that he doesn't have basic human rights, he doesn't have basic autonomy, he doesn't have like all of the basic things that clearly there's an argument to me be, be made because she's making it explicitly in this episode all of the fucking time like she says it a couple times in this episode like you yeah. know you're a machine like don't worry about it here's Ugh. a question for you why is Deanna and actually now that I think of it her mom too why are they the only two people in this entire universe apparently who can communicate telepathically without making too much fucking eye contact. Yeah, yeah, I, I did wrote that right, right down that, like, oh, good, there's more eye contact. Yeah. Yeah, because we went over yeah. this with with fucking yeah. R- Robbie, yeah. or whatever his name was, and now, yeah, this, this psychic adult-sized 12-year-old wakes up, doesn't say a word, and is just like, yeah yeah I i'm doing like, a really good stare at jack right now i know and i can't i i am freaking out <laughs> it's, god please stop doing that <laughs> remember listeners this is called the whatever we called it challenge what did we call it <laughs> the, uncom- the, the uh 
Star Trek sucks challenge. Whisper of the, silence or some shit. The, right. Know, whatever that episode Loud is Loud as a whisper challenge. Loud as a whisper. That, and that's not the challenge. <laughs> challenge is... <laughs> Don't tell them the challenge again. Just You go on a date <laughs> with somebody. <laughs> you have your best friend stand three or four feet behind you. And you just stare at them really hard. And try to look nice. Just go ahead and try. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't deliberately stare mean, but you have no, to be you, staring. But you have to you have to make unblinking eye contact. You can look as nice as you yeah. want as long as you're making unblinking yeah, make eye contact. Your nicest, most most gentle and welcoming. Yeah. Absolutely unbroken eye contact. But you can't you cannot open your mouth. No. And then your best friend stands a few paces behind you and says flirtatious things to your date. And just see how that goes. And tweet at us and let us know. Get at us on Twitter. <laughs> Film it. Put it on YouTube. <laughs> Get arrested. <laughs> Ruin your life. <laughs> Going back to your telepathy thing, though. <laughs> okay. I promise it's not that anymore. Uh, <laughs> so they say something about, like, this eugenics thing that they've done to these kids has made it so that they can they can be telepaths into, like, adulthood. And everyone's like, oh, shit, they can be telepaths past children? Which means... That in the that they've established that children are telepathic, and they just blow right past that. Uh, I did not hear that at all. Yeah, yeah. I would say watch the episode again, but I'm worried it might kill you. Yeah, no, I don't want to. But I promise it's in there I where they're like, oh, they're they're tele like Troy. I don't want Troy, you to- who is the expert on telepathy, is like they're telepaths past children, and it's like. What do you mean, past children? <laughs> what do you know about children? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, and I don't want you to take this as like too much of a, a of a of a like you know automatic uh, endorsement of like I automatically believe everything you say or anything <laughs> like that, but I am willing enough. To believe your account and not watch this fucking episode again and I feel like that says a lot for our friendship oh thanks man <laughs> also says a lot for the wedge that I've started to get into here <laughs> oh shit are you can you hear me <laughs> <laughs> what wedge what don't worry about it I don't uh yeah, I th- uh, fuck this episode. They beam the kid down for no fucking reason. They have to take the shuttlecraft down to the planet anyway. Just take the fucking shuttlecraft with the kid down to the planet. Why are you yeah. wasting transporter energy? You could use that to record more podcasts. I'm sure Data and Jordy have a podcast. 
Speaking Do I sense side project? <laughs> Speaking of Jordy, I got a good job, Jordy. Oh wait, I didn't say the oh, good yeah, job. You, or, no, yeah, you, had, the, you had a couple good jobs that I got. I, a, I got a data doesn't know anything on bedside manner, which it's really just bulldozed over. Uh, but yeah, he just says bedside manner, and then it's like, okay, next scene, shut the fuck up, and it's like, we well, didn't have to. Yeah, that didn't have to happen. None of this had to. Bedside in fact, manner is. not not really a colloquialism like no you it pretty much says what it is yeah yeah it's a pretty straightforward one yeah um and yeah i got a good job jordy because they're in the uh in the conference room like trying to figure out how to fix it and jordy's like well what if we just make a filter that gets rid of the bad thing yeah oh why don't you try that do you have a plan on how to do that? Or are you just spit... You know what would be amazing is if we had a filter that could get rid of the bad thing. If, if we had a, a way to just to just slide a thing on a, on, a, uh, on a computer screen and then make the bad part go away. Has anybody tried that on the current situation? What, the presidency? Just the whole situation. Oh, just <laughs> this year? I mean, I was I was going with the plague. Oh, that we're still living through. <laughs> I think I I'm almost certain that I've seen uh, a meme floating around that's like, has anybody tried unplugging 2020 and plugging it back in again? Right. Um, yeah, we should we should try putting a filter for the bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Has anybody tried uh, putting a new filter on the transporter and beaming 2020 through it? Right. Uh. Yeah, they, oh uh, God, the fucking, the doctor who's down on uh, uh, Darwin Station, like Pulaski and Data show up and she's like showing them around and Pulaski's like, okay, so hey, let's talk about this virus. And the lady's like, yeah, hey, come look at these kids that we genetically modified to be, to be fucking Ubermenschen. Yeah. Uh, that are all telekinetic. And Pulaski's like, okay. Why have you aged 30 years in the last two weeks? Yeah. There's a plague on and your planet. she's like, don't worry about it. Check out how hot this kid is. <laughs> no, literally, we made Hitler's dream come true, and they're telekinetic. Yeah. It sucks. It really sucks. And Pulaski's into... Oh, God, I didn't even think about this until just now. But Pulaski is way too into the fucking Ubermenschen. That's right. He, yeah, she wakes him up to see if she'll, to see if he'll infect her. Which, that's where I wrote down the thing that was going to happen happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she wakes him up and he does eye contact. Yeah. Does fuck you eyes telepathy, and she's like just all about it. Well, and I mean the ones down on the planet too, like all of the these fucking ubermensch kids are they're just eugenics for the they're right. trying to create a fucking master race right and pulaski's like this is the most important scientific discovery of all time well i also i also observed that like this is also just generational anxiety like because i assume this was written by like probably baby boomers um yeah almost certainly you know, like when they're in their forties or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
but like the 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 key premise here is basically that like oh we made like kids with immune systems so advanced that they are just killing not only are they killing viruses that can actually hurt them but they're also killing our ability to reproduce because we're the virus yeah and yeah like it's just it's just a fucking baby boomer fever dream of like oh god we're gonna get replaced by another generation which makes it way ahead of its time honestly because <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, most of that media comes much later <laughs> than 1990 or whatever year this is yeah um yeah so i just i got so fucking annoyed with the every at every point when they're arguing about what the quarantine is and what and how quarantine needs to be when it's like the doctor that's down on the planet that's like talking to the captain like no you have to take the children the children are fine blah blah blah. like bitch you do not know that you don't know you do not fucking know that you know that they are asymptomatic that is 100 percent of what you know you do not fucking know that they are not carriers and clearly they're carriers we do, I mean, we don't know that until Pulaski know, gets infected, but, like, but like yeah, a basic common sense would cause you to err on the presumption that they are immune and carriers well, and not that they are immune and not carriers. Also, I know this is probably some kind of fallacy, but, like, two remarkable things happened at the same time. You made, like, uber-mentioned kids, and also you got a weird heretofore unknown disease that made you age rapidly and those happened at the same time i mean they've been experimenting on the kid they've been making the kids for how because the kids are like 12 years old so i could well and it goes it does actually try to explain it later and the explanation is also so boring that like yeah i don't fucking, yeah it was sandwich time yeah um i got a good i, I got something that i'm gonna call good nonsense miles okay I don't know what that means, but I, I like it. So uh, they're talking about what they're going to do to eventually get Pulaski back. And uh, Miles is like, oh, yeah, well, we'd have to put a blah, 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 blah. And then but oh, that's yeah. no big deal. <laughs> and then we're going to we have to make sure that the inverse burp, 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 burp doesn't burp, 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 doop, burp, doop, burp, doop. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so that is some great A Star Trek nonsense. Yeah, no, right it, there, it was Miles. just like. Good job, buddy. Well, yeah, God, that, that that scene actually really pissed me off because normally it'd be like Data doing that and then Picard would be like, yeah, 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 okay, just fucking do it. But because it's 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 Miles O'Brien who, like, this is the most dialogue he's ever gotten, I think. Probably. Um, they just, like, let him go, and it's like, do you think this is going to mean anything to the people watching this show? Oh, absolutely not, because it's nonsense. It doesn't mean, right. I mean, well, it doesn't mean but, anything. But that means you're just spinning your fucking wheels. Like, well, it's <laughs> it hasn't happened a whole ton in episodes that we've seen so far, at least from what I recall. But it does become a recurring motif uh, in this show where just throwing in words about the thing that's going to happen... It's just a thing that they do. Right. And it's yeah, like... Yeah, the techno babble is yeah. just a thing that you're just going to have to get used to on the show. Yeah. But I also have another note from the end of that scene because... So he says all that and then Data's like, interesting, uh, theoretically... And then Picard cuts Data off 
like yeah, he I like he normally uh, does, but it's like this is the one time like Data's actually maybe about to say something helpful. I think um Dr. Pulaski's biosupremacist tendencies may be starting to rub off on Captain Picard. Shit, you might be right. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a good way to read that scene because Data was not being... I mean, Data is annoying a lot of the time. Yeah, but he wasn't being like 1,376,423. No, that time he was, he was trying to contribute to the engineer's theory about how to, how to make the thing do the thing they were trying to do, mm-hmm. which seems like not a good time to cut off the smartest guy on the spaceship. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Picard's a racist now. Well... I mean, or a biosupremacist or whatever. Hopefully that he's he's dabbling with it. Yeah. Well, that's canon for the next episode. Ugh, God damn it! It. Ha- I mean, it has to be. I, I. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna end up writing an apology about how he's never he's never been a biosupremacist he doesn't believe in biosupremacy I'm sorry to all the people that were offended yeah. I'm sorry if anybody was I'm offended. sorry you were mad yep. yeah one of those kind of apologies yep uh, just like Central Park Lady God did you read that apology no and actually at this I don't even want to go that much okay. into it because yeah. well at this point by the time the listeners hear this there's going to be like three new so much shit is happening Karen. it'll be it'll be there's going to be three new yeah. internet karens by the time that they're yeah. listening to this uh, yeah you're right last note is that uh just for point of reference they were headed off to uh station uh star station india yeah i got that too i had a note before that which is they tossed pulaski's room to try to find something to use to bring her back. I mean, it's funny because Data is uh, an established hairbrush creep. He is? Yeah, he he looked through her hairbrush and found a hair with a follicle on it and was very excited about it, which is like... <laughs> I guess I didn't notice his That's reaction. <laughs> not a great look, Data. <laughs> Listen, he's a man with needs. What? <laughs> Need. Goodbye, listeners. <laughs> we'll see you next week when uh, we talk. <laughs> oh, when we talk more about biosupremacy and hair fetishes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Data is a hair. I mean, he's also the one that suggests looking at the hairbrush. All right, maybe he's into it. Data, hair fetish kind of makes sense Picard, he probably he probably biosupremacist data probably can't grow his own hair was Riker in this episode at all Riker yeah uh, I remember him saying that the captain of the ship where everybody died was the same age as him yep I think that's about it though right wasn't he in Pulaski's quarters with data when they were looking for the hair follicle oh maybe it was definitely maybe big. he was the one that said hairbrush I think There's no way to know because we can't watch that episode again. No, and it's not a physical limitation. It's an emotional one. Um, but I th- think it was definitely two people, and I think they may have actually said it at the same time. 
Well, I'm gonna say I'm gonna still say Data has a hair fetish. And That's fine. Data's got a hair fetish. Computer's trying to kill everybody. Yep. Picard's a biosupremacist. Picard is I'm so Picard is flirting with biosupremacy. I'm so disappointed to learn that about him. I thought I just he's. I, I didn't think he would get pulled into something like that. He's in the just asking questions phase yeah, right I now. Yeah, but it's not good. I mean, it it's like it does not take long for somebody to get radicalized from the just asking question phase. Well, he just, to he the, just like, needs somebody to, like, answer those questions in a way that... Well, I forgot to look up next week's episode, <laughs> but I know, that, I, I know that Measure of a Man is coming up soon, which is... Uh, an episode that deals with that actually asks with data with data's humanity yeah. directly. Um, it's not. Uh, it's Measure of Man is in two episodes. Um, Matter of Honor is up next. I will give you. Uh, uh, wait, wait, wait! You get one word. Worf. I was I was hoping you'd say Klingon. But Worf is also involved because Klingon. Yeah, it's a Klingon. It's a Worf episode. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's or a, is it a Klingon episode? It's a. Well, I'm not going to tell you that okay. much about it. But yeah, don't tell me. It involves Klingons and obviously Worf. Okay. So that's next time, listeners. Get at us on the internet, wherever that is. Yeah, do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Don't get at us. I don't care. Hey, shout out again to whoever's listening in Kansas City. Because all of a sudden we got a bunch of downloads in Kansas City. So, hi, Kansas City. I heard you're pretty cool. Yep. I've, uh, been, I've been in you once. Mountain View, California, you're still dead to us. We should have ended this a long time ago. Yeah. Several episodes ago, even. <laughs> Just, they're getting seasonal sunshine right now is what I was going for. That's where I'm at.